0: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media.
1: You're listening to Hurt At Sports Radio.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that uh, we got into field goal range first. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that um, um, we had a chance to to get down. We were going to take one shot at the end zone. You know, kind of a kind last week. You know, I, I felt good about the kick. I wanted to make sure he got in, in range to make the kick. Give him a chance to give him a chance to take a shot at the end zone and go from there. So. Um, Looking back, maybe maybe would have, should have called that earlier. So maybe we had two shots at the end zone. But uh, you know, I know a lot of a lot of people ask me why I didn't just run the ball last week and kick it last week. So you know, um, I thought we had a good play there. Uh, Billy, uh, you gave Billy a chance, kind of the same thing we did before the first half, and then um, kicked it. So you know, we got big, ran the ball because we wanted to make sure that we wanted to make sure that um, we were within within range, and then got the first down. Um, but uh, that, that was really kind of the thought process.
1: Welcome back to Herd Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. We are live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, from the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill, H&H Chevrolet Stage. And we are brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. Four great Omaha area locations. They've been in business for over 25 years, family owned and operated, and they've been first place Best of Omaha for 18 years running for a couple reasons they invest in the latest technology so that they can work on every make and model that you've got to offer and they invest in the community because they are from here they believe in the community with their give back program they give back to the community with every single car repaired that's dingman's collision center go check out dingmans.com for more information um going back to our conversation obviously about Nebraska and Wisconsin one thing we haven't really talked about yet is Marcus Satterfield uh we I touched on it a little bit kind of questioning what they were seeing in that quarterback room and it's kind of funny to me because so people as I was saying all weeks so that I thought Chubb should start this game and I'm this really isn't an I told you so moment, I, I, I promise, or I'm try, I don't want it to be. But my, my thought was Chubb should start this game based on what we had seen from the other two quarterbacks, right? Obviously, Harburg was injured, and Sims has not had it this year, right? I don't think that's an exaggeration to say. Um, and so I was like, yeah, let's give Chubba a shot. It, you know, the unknown of Chubba is better than the known of these two other guys, right? And I heard people push back saying, eh, you know, this is, this is not a guy we liked what we saw from last year. And obviously, you know, if, if he'd been the better option, why hadn't he been in there by this point? And I have a really hard time with both of those arguments, right? Because number one, Chubba was obviously better than Harburg last year because Harburg got laughed at. And if Harbor got to the point from last year where he was getting laughed at playing quarterback to he at least looked functional for a portion of the season, and obviously it got away from him toward the end of the year or toward the end of his kind of run as a, as a starter before he got injured. But to make that improvement, you're just assuming Chuba hasn't improved also. So that was my one kind of confused uh, confusion from what people were saying. And then the other thing was they kept saying things like, well, if 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 – Chubba was better than then why hadn't we seen him yet and why hasn't, it's like okay this is a uh, an offensive coaching staff and maybe rules part of this too and I don't I don't really know who was making the decisions there this is an offensive coaching staff that not only specifically went after Jeff Sims but also thought he was the best option in camp so you're telling me you 100% trust their eyes when they're seeing whatever they're seeing in practice and that's not to say they're wrong maybe Jeff's incredible in practice, and Chubba struggles in practice, and he's just a gamer. Or maybe this game was a, was a fluke. We don't know, right? We haven't seen that much of Chubba Purdy play college football yet. But my point is it's weird to both criticize like, oh, I can't believe these guys picked Jeff Sims and be 100% okay with criticizing their eyes for that. But then you're trusting their eyes when you say, oh, obviously if Chuba was good enough to play, he, he would have played by now. Like it can't be both things. to me at least and I just I really struggle with this people kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth where it's like okay you don't trust their eyes when it comes to Jeff Sims but you do trust their eyes when it comes to Chuba Purdy that doesn't make a ton of sense to me
0: yeah so at least early on um, Jeff Sims had the confidence to be a successful quarterback and and that deteriorated over time Um, so that that was kind of like an in-season adjustment that just needed to be made as far as the the chuba thing you know i heard a story and this was i want to say it was right before the season started and um how it, how i'm going to try to give like a synopsis of how it went down it was coach rule got a phone call from chuba's dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he basically was was telling Coach on how this is like the first time Chubba's actually felt at home mm-hmm. in 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 a program, even though he was here last year. Right, he didn't feel like he Different belonged. coaching staff, yeah. Um, and and that was the same at Florida State, and um, it was almost like that was going to just spark something new inside of him. Mm-hmm. And so Coach Rule had that awareness. So so this was this was a moment that. I think Nebraska has just been waiting for as a staff mm-hmm. to get Chubba healthy enough so that he could showcase um, how much confidence uh, w- was kind of instilled in him from last year to this year. Sure. And, and he got healthy enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm like, hey, I, I don't trust their eye completely, um, You know, again, I just kind of go back to the point of this is not what they envisioned Nebraska football to look like this year. No one envisioned this to to be, uh, you know, how how things went down. Now, they too need to adjust on the fly, Mm -hmm. but, you know, all said and done, I just can't stand what I've been seeing this past weekend in reaction to the game. I saw so many people out there say, I'm done with rule. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with Coach Rule. I've lost respect for Coach Rule. Um, uh, I'm, I'm done with Satterfield, which you know maybe that makes a little more sense. But
1: uh, I can live with the Satterfield ones, honestly. Like I don't. Obviously, I don't. I don't think you should be fired because I think the continuity of of keeping, especially from year one to year two.
0: Shoot, I saw things with Tony White. Sure. Yeah. Name attached to it, but like that, so, go back to
1: Syracuse. What are we talking about? Yeah, if you're criticizing Tony White, then you're. Outside of your mind, and I assume you were just wasted when you were sending those tweets.
0: But also, look, this is a staff that has got you five wins, has gotten your team five wins. What was the prediction? What was the ceiling for this team this year? Seven wins? Yes. What uh, was the floor for this team? Probably three or four wins? Yeah. So this team is right in the middle yeah. of that right now. Yet we're, we're, we, we've got people out there, and I'm not saying everybody is, but we, we, have, we have fans out here that are calling for, for heads at Nebraska already, and, and you're watching a five-win season. Year one, five wins. A team that, uh, let's, let's just say, we'll call them misfits, right? A team that they weren't expecting to lead uh, this late into the season. You have a foundational approach from the very beginning. You have quarterback questions all year long, as, as I, we just
1: referenced. Mm-hmm. Done with rule? What are we even talking about? Yeah, the rule stuff doesn't make any sense a- at all because – Listen, you can be... Really, just the dumb with anybody doesn't make
0: sense. You know, if we want to make a case for Satterfield, which a case can be made... I can understand the
1: frustration with it's Satterfield. It's year one. I really yeah, can. But
0: frustration, yeah, you can understand yeah. it for sure. But still, it's year one, and you already heard Coach say that they're not going to move on from Satterfield.
1: Yeah. And, so so let it go. And I think that's a totally reasonable stance for Coach Rule to take because of the, the value of continuity, right? Now, if we're at this point next year and we're still seeing some of the same things, then... Maybe we have a conversation about Satterfield. Part of my frustration with Satterfield, too, is there's things in his past in terms of his track record coming here where it doesn't seem like they've improved in terms of overall turnovers on the offense, some of the play-calling questions. But, you know, I also saw stretches of him with South Carolina last year where the play-calling seemed incredible, right, where he had a really good feel for his guys and where they were and what the defense was doing – so, not to say that he's never been successful, you know, but I can understand the criticism of Satterfield. Calling for for his job, maybe not. Maybe taking away play-calling duties at some point. I can understand that argument. I made the argument last week, and I still would, that I think you need an independent QB coach because I think, especially if you're a developmental, developmental program like Nebraska, and QB is obviously the most important spot on the field in for any team, is – it. If you're going to be that type of program, having someone dedicated to those quarterbacks is really important. Because an offensive coordinator has too much to do. It was the same argument why I didn't think Scott Frost should call his own plays over the last handful of years before he gave up play calling. Being the head coach and the offensive coordinator is too much to do. So for Satterfield, I think the argument is, hey, let's take away the QB coaching part of his job so that he can focus more attention on the other stuff. And if you put him in that position to succeed and he still struggles, then you can have a conversation about like, ah, maybe we need to move on to someone else, to like a Jeff Nixon or somebody that rules had at past spots that's been successful, still coaching in the NFL, doing stuff like that. But I can understand the criticism of Satterfield. And you know what I can too. But the rule stuff, even if you want to be a little bit critical and be like, eh, I didn't love how the way the clock was managed, calling for his job is you're out of your mind like you need to go back sleep it off all right and try again tomorrow uh we will try again next segment here as we wrap up our number one on her sports radio